Welcome back, or welcome to Trucking Answers. I'm here with my orange co-host, Gracie, who's out watching the birds, but she'll be back at any moment because I'm sure she will have something to say. This is the podcast that other podcasts listen to to decide what they are going to talk about on their podcast. And in this unabridged episode, we'll have some trucking news, some automotive news, and yet another reason we are not on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Why there's not big settlements there? Big communities, subdivisions with homeowners associations? It'd be Mars owners associations. Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot, moron people on this planet that are dumb and also stupid. And they do dumb, stupid things. And then we have to go arrest them and support them. That's right. That's right. We support them with dry cheese sandwiches, bologna sandwiches, peanut butter and jellies I saw the other day. Maybe that peanut butter and jelly that's individually wrapped. Remember that stuff? Tell me you remember it. Oh, yeah. MarketTruckingAnswersNation.com. Individually wrapped peanut butter and jelly as one unit. All right. Either way, they get that fed to them, and we have to pay for it, and so we can't get to Mars because we're wasting our money on cheese. <laughs> right. Maybe they should get government cheese, but that'd be too bad for prisoners. That'd be too good for them, I mean, because the government cheese is delicious. All right. So I don't know what they put in it. Either way, let's get going. And in the podcast, you know, I get to talk about things that I can't talk about on the YouTube channel because YouTube's run by basically a bunch of leftists. And so <laughs> go, uh, they fact check you, even though they don't have any facts and can they can boot your whole channel off the air. OK, so and it's there. It's their space. So we get uh, kind of like MySpace, where trucking answers were getting set up on MySpace soon also. But um, so if they can boot you off. So here you own the podcast, you know, for anybody interested in starting a podcast. Um, it's your podcast. So you can say basically anything you want without threatening people or whatever. And, um, and not really get away with it. But, you know, it's, you can just say what you want. And so we're going to say things. And we talk more about current events here, too, and my thoughts on that. So tell your friends and uh, let's see what's happening in the world today. Because truck drivers are, you know, we talk about trucking all the time. Let's talk about Let's talk about what's really going on in the world. So on a first item that bothers me where people don't take responsibility for themselves, a woman is fired from Walmart and complaining about it because she says they discriminated against her because they wouldn't give her a quiet place to pump breast milk during her work day. All right, look, here's the thing. You are at work to work, okay? Not pump breast milk, not film TikTok videos, not do anything but work. That's what they pay you to do. Okay. So that, uh, you know, I f would feel discriminated against that she gets all these breaks to pump breast milk and I don't get to do it. What about that? That's always bothered me. You know, but, oh, well, I want to have a baby and I want to pump breast milk. Fine. You you know, why aren't you home with your baby? How about that? There's an idea. Uh, yeah, I said that. Once you have a baby, maybe you should be home with it. But uh, she wants that time and says, you know, they gave her a room, but then it wasn't quite enough. People would come in the room or what do you want them to build a room for you? How about this? Figure this out before you try to repopulate the planet. You know, this kind of stuff bothers me. You have a baby and everybody else has to uh, basically bend over to your whims. I don't like it. You know, I don't like it. If you want to pump breast milk, do it at home. Uh, do it on your break, on your lunch break or whatever. Why should you get extra breaks, which she wants? Every couple of hours, she said she needs a break to go do this. Why? Aren't you there to work? That's why I pay you. So, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for 
uh, you know, people being let go for that. If you aren't there to work, why are you there? You know, go and let that job go to someone who will actually come in. See, I can come in. It's what women always gripe about, this pay, uh, you know, disparity, which I don't buy. I don't buy any of it. Um, if I'm there all the time, I never call off, and I can work all day, and you got to be gone every two hours to go do stuff, call off, your baby's sick, whatever. Who do you think should make more money? Seriously. Okay, I'm there all the time. All right, that's just the thing of it. But uh, I would say if she gets a break every two hours, I want a break every two hours. Yeah, you know, I'm, I want to go... I'm going to go sit in a room, a quiet room, you know, for however long that takes uh, every two hours as well. Is that fair? Wouldn't that be more fair? Oh, there. Oh, well, Mark, that's not fair. Well, why not? It totally is fair. You see why I don't shop at Walmart? Okay, so what am I supposed to do with this? So I get this 10-year-old, and we're going to try to be gentle on this because I don't want to have to put a rating on this or anything, right? Who so, um, gets attacked by... Uh, some goober and has to travel across state lines to uh, take care of this. We know the whole story here. The person, though, is the real problem, of course, and that's something that uh, you generally don't hear talked about in the news. Who did this to her? Oh, uh, right, a 27-year-old illegal immigrant, as they call him, illegal alien, as we like to call them here. Yes, from Guatemala. Well, that's a long walk, by the way. Why isn't that on the news? And why isn't that person in jail, although they're going to be in jail? And here's the real problem of this whole story. Not the problem you think. The mother of the 10-year-old said, no problem. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. That's a quote. You ask her, hey, what's going on? Oh, everything's fine. Really? And they said every all the reports on the news are wrong. Really? Once, once this kind of stuff starts happening in society, I don't even know what to say. When you can't even be protected by your own parents, I mean, much less the rest of society who should be protecting kids, but your own parents, I mean, I, I would not have felt like I was in any kind of threat walking down the street as a little kid, you know, many years ago, because you know, people are watching out for all the kids on the street to not let anything happen to them now. Their own parents are out giving them, basically giving them away. It's just incredible that this kind of thing happens um, today. But, it, you know, it goes right along with what's happening all over. As we just circled the toilet of despair, waiting for, just waiting to go down the drain, basically. I think that's, uh, that's basically what's going to happen here. As a public service to trucking companies, um, I like to go over every once in a while the different complaints that I get so that they can fix themselves and not be garbage like most of them are today. So uh, the the three, probably the top three complaints that I get from drivers over the years now of doing this are, you know, they're the same. They never change. And I don't understand why these things continue to happen, especially to companies who then wonder, the same companies wonder, wonder, wonder why they can't get drivers. Oh, boy, we get people, but then they leave right away. And then they post bad reviews of us. Yeah, what do you think about that? So, you know, one of the things I get are, uh, you know, in no particular order necessarily, are equipment problems. Get a lot of equipment things. This goes one of several ways. One thing that I never understand companies doing, and see if any of you have had this, is, you know, where someone is assigned a truck and the truck is trashed. 
Uh, I don't get it. And this happens more often than you would think, considering I'm just, you know, nobody in the middle of nowhere land. And people write to me about it. How often do you think this is really going on? Why are trucks not cleaned and checked before they're given to a driver who's going to go all over the place with this truck? You know, so many people get a truck, it's got four quarts, four quarts, four gallons low on oil, or the inside is just completely trashed. I'll send me pictures of these trashed out trucks. Truck won't even start. They get the truck doesn't run, has lights out on it. Or, you know, the other side of this equipment problem is you have some kind of problem on the road and it takes forever to fix it. And I don't want to hear about supply chains or anything else when you don't pay the driver. Okay. So if you want to pay the driver, and I don't mean this garbage $100 a day or $150 a day. I mean a day's pay immediately starting when the truck breaks down until they are rolling. Okay, simple as that. Drivers should not have to participate in your shenanigans when you can't get the truck fixed. So, for example, driver breaks down and it takes a day to fix it and you know, a lot of companies don't pay anything because they say it has to be more than 24 hours. So that first day, free. Although they usually provide a motel, I do find most places do that. Some don't even do that, though. If you're parked somewhere where you can stay parked, they make you stay in the truck that doesn't run. And then if you stay another day, they'll give you 50 or or $100 basically to shut you the heck up. I, what is that? How about get the truck fixed or get the driver paid? Okay. And a lot of companies will say, well, Mark, you know, because I've talked to company about this. Well, Mark, we don't pay much because this not, doesn't rarely happen. So, you know, this is just a little something, something, a little something, something to give to drivers when this happens. I'm like, if it rarely happens, then why don't you offer a day's pay for every day that you're broke down so you do not lose money? Oh, well, Mark, you're an idiot. That's why we don't do it. So why don't you leave? So that's how that works. You know, so equipment. Now, you know, same with trailers, that kind of thing. Broken down, doors don't work. Pick, I, oh my gosh, people send me pictures. They go pick a trailer up. It's got one door on it. You know, or they have to go run all around. The company doesn't know where its own equipment is. And look, they're no better here. Every, not really, it doesn't seem to be regular. You know, I was thinking it's every quarter, but it doesn't seem to be. Every once in a while, there'll be a list that they post of trailers that they can't find. So, and I assume they send it to everybody, um, you know, because it'll be emailed out. And uh, if you see this trailer, they give you $200 if you uh, let them know where it is and they go get it. How do you not know where your equipment is? How much is a trailer worth? You know, that's my question. I'd be like, look, you can give me more money. I'll call some dude in Chicago who'll be happy to come and pick this trailer up. So, you're already missing it. Why don't they know where it is? And a lot of places, those are just not maintained, and that's a drop-and-hook problem as well. But, uh, you know, giving out a piece of equipment that's no good or that kind of thing. You know, and the other thing, one of the things, of course, pay. You know, in all of its different forms where you just have to sit around, especially northeast, sit in traffic, don't get paid. The pay is low. Of course, you can always leave for that kind of thing if you don't think you're paid the proper amount. But I'll see this where... You've run so many miles and they don't pay you for something. Oh, we didn't get the paperwork or whatever. We don't have this. The shipper won't pay this. I love that, right? Detention's a big one. Why is there Why is there an hour, two, three hours of detention waiting time? Although a driver could know that up front. Um, before somebody gets paid. 
Now, all I'm asking for is that drivers get the same respect, the same courtesy that a teenager at a fast food restaurant gets, which is their all their time is paid. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. I ain't asking for much. But that's what I am asking for. And so when I see this wait an hour, two hours, and then get $15 an hour, that's not great. And it's the, all, it's the same thing as the you know, equipment. Well, Mark, uh, we rarely have to pay it. So I'm like, well, then why don't you pay $50 an hour immediately if you rarely pay it? Because drivers would really like that. And if you really have to pay it, it's a great benefit to offer to somebody when they are stuck that they know that they're going to get money. So... Always turn that around on them. Well, we don't where you normally have to pay it. Well, then why don't you increase the pay and reduce the amount of waiting time to zero, which there shouldn't be. If I'm there at noon, you should start paying me at noon. Okay, I'm still getting, uh, I'm still working. So I'll get a lot of those. Where Mark, I had to wait and uh, six hours somewhere, and they said, well, they didn't get paid, so I'm not getting paid. Oh, I'm like, well, you should leave. <laughs> I mean, you should tell them, look, that's uh, that doesn't work for me, especially if that happens all the time. I mean. Why would you donate your time to a for-profit place? You donate at a non-profit, you know, to your favorite charity. You can stay at home, as I always remind people, and not get paid anything. All right, remember that. You can be anywhere you want and not get any money. You don't have to go to work to not get paid, you know, and you shouldn't go to work to not get paid. And trucking companies should do way better on this. I still see, I'm still seeing $15 an hour being offered at some places. $15 an hour for detention after two hours. I'm like, seriously? So driver waits three hours and gets $15? That is not even minimum wage. Here, a worker, a 14-year-old who can work here in Indiana in the summer at McDonald's would have gotten $45. <laughs> in the same time, you got $15. All right, so uh, that's why people say, well, it might as well work at fast food. Yes, yeah, sometimes you should. Sometimes it might be better to do that. Because this waiting two hours, I don't like the waiting no matter what it pays. You know, I just don't like it. Why are we waiting? You know, sometimes the waiting is the hardest part. There shouldn't be any waiting. If you're at work, you should be getting paid if you are an employee. I always say that because if you are uh, working for yourself, either illegally as a 1099 independent contractor driver or uh, quasi-legally by leasing a truck from a carrier, or, you know, legally by, you know, actually being, running your own authority and that kind of thing, um, you choose to be independent, so you take whatever the contract gives you. But as an employee, you should get paid for your time, and it's up to the company to go get that from whoever they contract with. I don't have a deal with them, okay? I got I got basically a deal with my employer, which is I expect to get paid for for all of my time, not just a little bit of it, not just some of it. And uh, the other thing I get, um, uh, you know, complaints about, which I should never really get complaints about this, to be honest with you, because it's probably the most important thing, or certainly the top most important thing of most people, which is home time. So when I was on the road hauling general freight, um, we had, they had a deal there and we had Qualcomm then, which works great. Now they've gone to all these other stupid people net things and all these other goofy things and downloading apps and stuff from what I understand from people. But on the road, we had Qualcomm and one of the macros was a home time request. And as long as you sent that in 10 days in advance, okay, you got your home time. That was the deal. So, uh, like say you want to be off the 25th 
or whatever, you as long as you send it in today, you were back at the terminal by the 25th. And I will say they didn't weren't always 100% on that. They weren't normally on it, but not always. And I think companies should do better on this. Some of them, I get complaints, they are never on it. So they get like a 10% on time for being off when they are the ones that set the amount of time that you need to give them to get you back home. Now, I understand if you say on a Friday afternoon, hey, I need to be home by tonight. Okay, that's not always possible on the road. But if you go to work somewhere and the deal is 10 days, two weeks, whatever notice, and you send it, they should have you home. And I would have a policy at a trucking company that you will be home guaranteed that day. And I know some of them guarantee it or they pay you. I've seen that where they say, well, for every extra day you're out, you get an extra 50 or $100, or whatever. That is not a guarantee. Okay, home time cannot be substituted with money. Okay, I can't send out back a $100 bill to kids and say, hey, why don't you look at this until I get home? It's bad enough that people choose to be away from their family rather than being home with their family. And certainly during their brief home time that they uh, choose to get, it should be on time by the trucking companies. So whatever day that they put in, and once the company says you're approved for this, they should get you home. So in the days leading up to that, you tell them, hey, I'm this far away or whatever. And on you know the day before, they ought to just drive you home. Let you come back to the terminal or two days, however long it takes for you from wherever you are to get you back. If they don't have freight, which is, well, Mark, we don't have freight getting back. Then, you know, they run them back empty. Have them drop a trailer off and run the truck back at, you know, 12 miles to the gallon or whatever empty to get somebody home on time. They don't realize how important that is. And a couple of these late days and then people are going blasting all over the Internet saying what a bad company you are. And most companies don't even check into that. Although they should, they can go read the reviews. They should check into it and don't. People are just blasting the place. And then other people go to look and they go, well, this place doesn't get you home because those are the latest reviews. You don't realize how that hurts you by simply not getting someone home and the power that a person may have behind their keyboard to impact your company. One person complaining, maybe what if 10 or 12 people see that, that we're going to come there and they don't because of that. Over time, you've lost the opportunity to get those people because once they think that you aren't going to get them home, it's going to be very hard to change their mind, especially when they don't work there. So you've lost people that you could otherwise have by simply not getting a person home. And really, a deal should be a deal from a company. So if they agree, you'll be back at this terminal by the the 8th of August at noon, whatever their time is, you should be sitting in that terminal ready to go home at noon, period. They shouldn't be lollygagging around or anything else. And if companies would take just these three suggestions and implement them at their place, I think they could really turn around you know, their retention. I bet their retention numbers would go way up because these are the highest by far amount of complaints that I get are these three things where people take the time and write in and, and ask about it. So fixing that should be priority one at companies, not company culture and, uh, you know, should we have people with a beard, which some places do, or, you know, can they wear long sleeve shirts? No. How about get people home on time? Stupid, you know, stop going into that stupid stuff and just do what you're supposed to do for drivers and they'll be there for you for the long haul. And yet another bridge story from this very professional 
broadcast. <laughs> um, General Motors is going to install fast charging stations, and they show a Hummer here, although it'll be for all cars, at Pilots and Flying J Travel Centers. They're going to put 2,000 2, stalls, okay? 2,000 chargers. That's at 500 Pilot and Flying J Centers. And more if demand warrants. And I want you to listen to this. They're going to be called Ultim Charge 360, and some will be branded Flying J on them. And it says uh, that the uh, price will vary, just like gas, though. People are like, how much is it going to cost? Well, it's like gasoline. You can look on there and see what charging is. Some states, by the way, make you pay for charging by the minute, and some let people pay by the energy content, by the kilowatt. So it just depends on the state also. It depends on what state you're in, and the place doesn't have any control over that. But I want you to listen to this, what they said from the Pilot Flying J. Uh, let's see here. Where did it go off to? This was like the best line of the whole story because of what they're saying. Okay, so get this. The stations are going to be made by EVGO. That is a nationwide charging system. And uh, so I've featured some of those in some of my other channels. So now they'll be, get this, they will be in operation 24-7 because there's a, they're open. And there will always be people around to troubleshoot. And this is what the pilot C company CEO, Samik Konar, says about it. The travel centers are used to attending to fuel pumps that break down and payment systems that malfunction. So doing the same for chargers is a natural extension. <laughs> really, Samik Konar? All right. Have you ever gone to a pilot or Flying J or any truck stop and the pump doesn't work? What do they do? What do they tell you to do? We'll come out and fix it. They have a bunch of tools. What do they say? Go to the next pump. <laughs> we'll call somebody. Maybe tomorrow. They don't come out and fix anything. They're used to tending broken fuel pumps. Are you kidding me? Do you think the cashier at the pilot at 2 in the morning is going to come out and fix a broken fuel pump? Well, let me slip my overalls on. Come on, Samik Konar, pilot company CEO. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. If, you, if it doesn't work, you just have to go somewhere else. It's just the stupidest thing. The elegance of the solution is to long electric long-distance travels that travel centers are already in place and main routes. Yeah, exactly. Right, so yeah, is it a good idea? I guess. Depends where they put them. Uh, it won't bother trucks, of course. It'll be up in the car spots. But are they going to have them up front? Because people will park there. So they need to do kind of like Tesla does, which we have some here at Meyer. They're way off in the corner so people don't block them in. Because the closer you put them, people are just generally lazy. They won't walk even two feet. So uh, they put them a little bit farther out so you don't get your car dinged or whatever on them. But Samik seems to think that the cashiers and everybody that work at the pilot, every time a pump breaks down, they go walk out there and uh, get it. just go fix it. Oh, yeah, but hang out there. I'll be right out there in just a minute. I'll be out there in just a minute. Yeah, br just brilliant. Nobody is coming to help you, as they say. I don't know if you saw Walmart picking up a bunch of uh, delivery vans that are electric. They're called Canoe. They're from a company called Canoe. They're Canoe delivery vans. And they look like a gigantic box on wheels, basically. But they're electric with about an 80 kilowatt hour battery. It's the biggest one I can find. That's smaller than a high-end Model S battery. But 
I suppose if you're just making local deliveries, that's one thing. Now, a Ford Transit van has 404 cubic feet of storage space in it. These delivery vans will have 450 cubic feet, so they're a little bit bigger than a full-size Ford van. The Transits have more room in them than old E-150 vans. And uh, they have just a little one little seat in them and uh, all kinds of stuff like that. So they can be all-wheel drive or no or rear-wheel drive. It just depends on how you want to set the thing up. You can also buy it as a... Uh, you can buy it as a lifestyle vehicle. I like that. And they can have different box size on them. They can have roll-up doors. They can have slide doors. They're made here in the United States, which is nice. Walmart bought 4500 initially. They can buy up to 10000 And part of the contract with Walmart is you couldn't sell them to Amazon. I love that. In their contract, they said, look, only we can buy these. Amazon is not allowed to buy any of these vans. Now, if I was Walmart, I don't know that I would buy vans from a place that has never put out a vehicle. They're probably getting some kind of sweet deal on them. It looks like on the website, they're forty dollars to $50,000 a piece. I doubt Walmart is paying that much money for them. By the way, you could get a transit van for in the low 30s. So keep that in mind as well. So for, you know, depends on what kind of deal they're getting. But from the standpoint of just price, you'd have to put a lot of miles on to save $20,000 of gas. That gets you, even today, that gets you a lot of gas. So you're going to be a couple of years probably driving it before you even break even. Besides, besides the thing is, there aren't any on the road. Okay, it's a new company. You'll be the first one using them. That might be great or it might not be great because where are you going to get it fixed? I guess locally and Canoe's moving their headquarters to Bentonville, Arkansas. So what does that tell you? Walmart eventually can buy stock and stuff and own as much as 20% of the company depending on how this whole deal goes. But Canoe Delivery Man, so you might start seeing some of these things around because they can ship them to, off to all their other Walmart stores. And they just plug them in. They kind of look like a gigantic box driving down the road with one little person off in the corner of the thing and the rest of it all full of product. Now I think it is time to go to San Diego. And even though it is summer here in beautiful Lafayette, Indiana, you may be listening to this in the wintertime. So we find a fine gentleman of 56 years of age and he's living in a San Diego basement cellar apartment but not in town he's living away from town do you know why he lives away from town well it turns out he's already a registered sex offender so he's living in his basement apartment watching sally jesse Raphael, pondering his situation in life and wondering why he has no money and he says you know there's all this money around me what am i doing wasting my time here wiping the sweat off the cinder block walls so he heads out to where to the bank because that's where the money is so now i'll have to ask you fine people this you people i'll have to ask you this at this bank apparently when you go in the bank to talk to the teller you swipe your debit card, your bank card, for identification purposes. So he does that and then tells the teller, tells the teller, give me all the money, you're being robbed, don't make a mistake. I don't know what kind of mistake you could make, but apparently he felt like there could be mistakes to be made, like die packs or calling the po-po.
So he grabs the money that she gives him. It doesn't say how much. They never do. It's usually a couple of thousand dollars. It isn't much at the teller window. They always have to go back and get you more money if you ever want more money than that. And he leaves. And he goes back to his cinder block apartment and thinks, man, I am the smartest registered sex offender ever. <laughs> That's right. That's what he thinks to himself. But it turns out a few minutes later, the police come to his house. Oh, goodness, how could they have found me? Well, he swiped his own card right there. And that's how they found him and went back there. And he still had the bag. They had put it in a bank bag. And he had that. And he had the money laying out on the table. He's starting to count it. So I love that. I love it. And he got, and this one actually says, three years and ten months. Plus, he had to uh, give the money back, which they just collected from him right then. Three years, ten months, which is not bad on that. I would send him to prison for life. You're already a registered sex offender. This guy is obviously not going to learn his lesson. And, uh, you know, that's how I would do it. But either way, that's what they did. <laughs> Look, you know, there's reasons we're not on Mars, and this guy's one of them. So besides the bank robbery, he's also a registered sex offender. I mean, we basically, I bet, paid for this guy for the better part of his life. And to the tune of many thousands of dollars, you know, of services and cheese and uh, bread and everything else. Now we got to do more. And now we got this, we got the landlord who can't rent, you know, it's going to take another month to run out the cinder block apartment, clean out the single, the one card table, metal folding chair and black and white television out of this place. It's just ridiculous to me. You know, it's so aggravating people doing this, taking up all of our resources. How many police... What if there was no drinking, okay, because I've been watching jail and stuff on there, uh, no drugs, and, um, you know, people didn't commit crimes. How many police would you need? None. All right, so I wish that was the case, but unfortunately it isn't. And so this gentleman heads to back, back to jail, okay, as a registered sex offender. He uh, already, let's put it this way, I don't know if he's been in jail, but he's already convicted criminal. So that that is something we can say about it. Hopefully he's still in jail to this day. And uh, from what I understand, you meet a lot of new friends, find an interesting people in jail. Uh, and so maybe he has found one of those. I understand they don't like sex offenders like that. So maybe the, that might get around the jail. That's how I'd do it if I was somebody, you know, one of the guards. I would just let kind of that kind of news spread around and let nature take its course, uh, as they say. So that's the story today. That's why we're not on Mars, because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid people. If you know why we're not on Mars, let me know. If, uh, you know, if you'd like me to come and talk at your organization or whatever, you can do that, too. Let me know that, too. So mark at truckinganswersnation.com. And, of course, we'll be back right here with another podcast. So for me and Gracie, off we go.